Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. As we start NASCAR Live, the Motor Racing Network remembers NASCAR Hall of Famer Junior Johnson. Over the weekend, the legendary driver and car owner died at the age of 88. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Step four. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Matt Crafton crosses the start-finish line. He is the 2019 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion. Tyler Reddick on his way to becoming a two-time NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. Career win number 56, championship number two, Kyle Busch. Scores the win. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Procore Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore. And by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley here and the entire MRN crew with you wishing you Merry Christmas to not only you, but yours as well. On this week's show, we're going to revisit our champions of 2019. Matt Crafton with the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Tyler Reddick with the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Adam Stevens, champion crew chief for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. And, of course, Kyle Busch, your 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion. But first, we take you back to November 19th. Matt Crafton joined us on the show after winning his third championship in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's pretty still surreal, to be honest. What's it like running the gauntlet through this format? You know, you got the regular season, then you reset, then you've got a couple of rounds of eliminations, and then you get to this big race where it's the highest finisher take all. What's it like being a driver just trying to navigate your way through all this? You didn't win a race this year but you did have enough consistency in your truck and in your performance to get you in a position to win the championship. We beat them at their system. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it was nothing against them. It was just we knew what we had to do. We had the, the issues. We had the, the motor issue at Las Vegas, and then we had an issue in Martinsville, and there was just so many deals that from there on out. We couldn't race. Yeah, we could race to win, but at the end of the day, we had to race to outstage point them and with the way the stages work it, it's tough because you have to get stage points every time and try to get max stage points that's what we did throughout all the races and sometimes that hurts you because if some people can pit 
out of sequence and get out of sequence. As we know, track position is so key, and we would lose track position, and we would have a sixth place finish or eighth place finish. Or, but we had great points throughout the whole race or the the playoff deal, just to get us where we were. You've joined some pretty elite company. You're tied with Jack Sprague, and you're one behind Ron Hornaday. Hornaday has four titles to his credit. What's it like joining that elite company, drivers that you have raced on a lot in your career or raced with a lot in your career? I mean, it's it's awesome feeling, to be honest. It's just awesome. I I didn't even know until media day that that Sprague had three. I I knew that I had what I had, and um, I knew Hornaday had four. And uh, to be able to say I'm with Jack Sprague and one step away from Ty and Ron Hornaday, it's pretty darn sweet without a doubt and then today uh i can honestly always say that i I one up them in the fact that they never won one back to back like we did you're right about that there are championships were always spread out have you had a chance to catch up with either one of those drivers since winning the title on friday night oh hornaday he 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 was there he he was there and he was celebrating with us and having drinks with us and we'll that junior and Ron and I took pictures afterwards, and we were holding our threes, and he told his – he's had his four fingers up, and he <laughs> looked at us and said, boys, I still got one more. Been a pleasure watching you this year, my friend. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing what you got for him in 2020. You've earned a, you've earned a good off season. You put a lot of work into this, and you're able to walk away with the biggest hardware the series has to offer. We hope you have a great holiday season, spend some time with the family, and we'll look forward to perhaps maybe calling you home to another – championship to tie you with mr four-time old ron hornaday jr that would be pretty darn sweet without a doubt so really looking forward to 2020 but i'm i'm just gonna shut the brain off and not think about that for a little while and go enjoy what we just did that's matt crafton your 2019 nascar gander outdoors truck series champion coming up we'll hear from tyler reddick and later kyle bush welcome back to sports view today's topic who's the greatest of all time For my money, it's Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's I've said it before and I'll say it again. And if all the heroes take away the zeros and what you got, one big trophy of me saying I told you so. I disagree. Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Tyler Reddick is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward the 2020 Season, presented by Procore. Seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson is ready to start his final season this coming February. I'm I'm very excited, just just ready to get 2020 started. So the the process has been interesting, telling friends, um, telling my team yesterday to, to sit the team down, People that have worked on the 48 from the beginning. Um, That that was probably one of the harder moments, I think, that I had. It's been an interesting process and and a day that you can never really plan for. 
but it, but it's here, and I'm just thankful to be with family and friends, and we're going to have a good time. Building Toward a Championship is presented by Procore. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We hope you're having a great holiday season. Back on November 19th, we spoke with Tyler Reddick, the 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. As you can imagine, he was pretty excited to win his second championship row in that series. It's an incredible weekend, and uh, what a better, what a what, not, it doesn't get much better to, not not many better ways to top off what was an incredible year for all of us at RCR. Just Joel team effort. I mean, a lot of people put a, a lot of a lot of hard work into these race cars, into the motors, to to, to all the components that, that go into this car and, and make it. Rich Childress Racing Chevrolet, and it was just it was just special. It was a great car, great team, total group effort, and um, you know it just goes to show you you get get people that that work hard and and enjoy each other together that uh, all want the same goal. It, it's just it's just special. Back to back in the Xfinity Series with two different teams. What kind of satisfaction is that for you to not only go back to back but do it with two totally different race teams? I mean, it's it's amazing. This 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 group effort by everyone at RCR, ECR, all the, the men and women that, that work every single day of the week, you know, that stay here at the shop and, and those that they work hard during the week and pick their stuff up, leave their families behind and, and go travel on the road. It's the group effort from the top down, from the people, you know, calling the shots up in the offices to, to get this partner on board and, and, and make it all come together to, to the people ranching on the race cars and, and putting them together, putting the components together, building the cars, assembling them, making parts. It, it takes everything. And, you know, RC and all the – everyone here just does a great job of doing everything on campus for the most part that, that we're allowed to build. And, uh, you know, it keeps keeps a lot of variables in our hands. It puts a lot of um, a lot of our destiny in our hands that we can. There's so many things on these cars that, that can go wrong. And when you have a – hand in, in so many of them you're just in much better control of what of what what happens on saturdays now once you are celebrated as the champion you're moving on to the monster energy nascar cup series or what will be the premier series in nascar and you're going to be able to get up there run with the big boys and also run with christopher bell and cole custer something you've done the last couple of years in this series what's your off season going to be like and what is the optimism like knowing now that you're a cup series driver going forward it's very exciting, and what it's so cool that we get to start uh, our season at, at our at our at our at racing's biggest stage at Daytona and in the Daytona 500. For me, that's that, that's 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 the biggest race, and getting to to make my first Cup start there with Richard, you know, a, l- a little less than a year ago was an incredible experience. And you know, unfortunately, we we didn't have it pan out the way we wanted it to. But again, it was a great experience and, and great exposure for. For what's now coming next year, you know, that early on uh, a year ago wasn't wasn't planned to be going cup racing the next year, but it was a good experience. So, I mean, it's just it's just awesome. I'm really thrilled to 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 be put in that spot, and, and I'm up for the challenge. So, I saw a lot of really good things out of uh, out of our cars last last night. I was really enthused with how uh, happy Austin was with his car and how well Daniel was running too. So. You know, the, the team's making strides. We're working really, really hard, and that, that work's going to continue here in the off season as we 
prepare for our, our biggest race of the year. Well, speaking of the offseason, one of the things that came out of Homestead for you is by you winning the championship, you also earned naming rights to your child. Can you tell our listeners this story and how your successes on Saturday will dictate the name of your new child? Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, uh, you know, my girlfriend, Alexa, woke up one morning. I'd, I'd already left and, and headed uh, making the, the hour drive to, to Wilkes, North Carolina to, to get started with the day. And she called me, and she's like, I don't, I don't know what's come over me, but I want to make a bet with you. And I was kind of confused what, to what she meant, but she's like, if you can win this championship, okay, then you can name our son whatever you please. If that's Bo or whatever, it's, it's your decision. But – if you lose that championship, I get to pick, and you have to live with it. And uh, honestly, I was all good for it. You know, I, I wanted that extra pressure. There was already a lot on the line. I was already very heavily motivated, and I said, I told her, I'm like, this may have been the best slash worst thing you could have ever done because <laughs> it's going to push me that much further to, to do whatever it takes. And, and it worked. And what will your son's name be now? Oh, it will be Bo. Bo. Bo Reddick. Oh, when is Bo due? Bo Reddick. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's just it's just a, a name that I I would say I, I've been planning for years to for years to come now that that's what my name to be, but I came across it and I'm like it just it just has a ring to it. It just was so fitting for me. You know, my girlfriend Alexa's like, Oh my gosh, you're crazy. She she likes the name but she just can't believe that I was that serious about the name, so she wanted to know how much it really meant to me and how, how far I was really, really willing to go to, to get it. And uh, we have our answer. I was willing to do whatever when is, it When is Bo due, Tyler? Bo is due uh, January 17th. But you know how it is, the, the first child, you don't know when it's going to come. It could come early. Uh, you just don't know how early it will come. So it's, it's just really cool. My birthday is January 11th. We could be seeing Bo come, you know, January 17th. Could be coming it, January 11th. Don't know. So I'm looking forward to it, though. But at least it's outside of the racing season, so you got that working for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> just crazy, man. I mean, it's crazy how fast life changes. You know, I was going into my, my second-ever cup start when me and Alexa, amongst ourselves, we, we did wait a while to, to tell our friends and family um, a lot longer than I feel like most people would. We were just so, you know, it's a big life-changing moment, and we just wanted to, to take time to – you know, keep it amongst ourselves and, and just get get ready on our own terms before we, we told everybody before we'd really gotten started planning. So, yeah, it was the, the week, the Friday going into the, my, my second cup start at Kansas, I found out. And from there, we run top 10 at Kansas and we start winning all those races and the rest is history from there. Wow, that's a story. And it's, uh, it's a great story that's going to have a happy ending. We'll look forward to to Bo's arrival before we get to Daytona. Enjoy the offseason. It's a well-deserved championship for you back-to-back, and now you go off into the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. We appreciate all that you've done for us here on the Motor Racing Network over the course of the year, and we wish you a happy offseason, great holidays, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the Daytona 500 coming up in Speed Weeks 2020. Absolutely, guys. It's an absolute blast. It's been a great year, and I hope uh, you guys enjoy the offseason. But uh, I'm ready to go, man. Once this baby... Once, this, once, once Baby Bo gets here, I'm ready for Daytona, and I'm ready to go. That's your 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion, Tyler Reddick. Coming up, Adam Stevens, and later, Kyle Busch. 
ProShine Car Wash in Mooresville, North Carolina is a locally owned and operated full-service car wash and detail center. We offer $6.95 exterior washes all the way to complete detailing. ProShine is located at 120 Brawley School Road in Mooresville, and we're open seven days a week for your convenience. For store hours, special offers, and more, visit our website at ProShineofNC.com. Our customers know who's the best in town. ProShine Car Wash. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Quality drinks and unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom flavor-infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. Over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship winning crew chief Adam Stevens is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Back on December 3rd, we took NASCAR Live on the road, and we did the show live at Redneck Riviera in Nashville, Tennessee. With the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion crew chief Adam Stevens joining us. I was quite surprised to learn this was Adam's first trip to Nashville. I'm doing well. This is a fantastic town. It's my first trip to Nashville, believe it. And I'll, I'll be back. This, this place is incredible. Wow. Never been to Nashville before. It's so sad. I don't get out of the house much. You yeah, know, well, uh, you're busy. I pretty much go to work. I go to the airport. And I come home. Uh, and that's my routine. And the, mix in the kids' activities in between. What time does your day start and what time does your day end when you're not at the racetrack, when you're at home? Oh, when I'm at home? Uh, my kids get up early. I got two boys, and uh, they're, they're uh, in the room uh, waking us up pretty early. So generally between 6 and 7, we're up. Uh, school day, work day, non-work day, pretty much. So every once in a while, we can sleep in. My oldest is now old enough where he'll make breakfast for everyone, so... Sometimes you'll wake up and he'll have a whole spread of breakfast at 10 years old. Um, pancakes from scratch. Wow. Out of the, out of the cupboard. Like, uh, you know, not out of the box. You know, like, it's crazy. I don't know how he does it. I can't cook anything. But, uh, well, it's glad you got the 10-year-old in the house taking care of this. That's why you have children, right? Wow. That's exactly. awesome. So um, I asked you about the length of day away from the racetrack. What about when you pull onto the property here? What, the mind never gets turned off, does it? No, it's a 24-hour-a-day job, really. I mean, uh, you wake up thinking about race cars and, and uh, work on race cars all day and then uh, go to sleep, you know, thinking about race cars. But uh, there's just so much to do. You know, you could prepare for one race for a month, for two months, for a year, you know, because there's so much, so many tools at your disposal and so much information you have to process and everything changes based on the weather and based on the tires and based on the competition, based on the rules. So you're, you're never going to have all the information you need to make all the decisions. So, um, But you have to know when enough's enough. Five wins in 2019. Outside of Miami, winning the championship and the last race of the year, which of the other four meant the most to you? Oh, man, I, that California win was huge, right? That was KB's 200th win, mm -hmm. and we just really put it on the whole field. Uh, and we struggled there. I say struggle. We, I think we ran second to the 78, and they had 10 seconds on the field. And we come back from there thinking, man, we're pretty good, 
we maybe could have been a little bit better, but I don't know how to close that gap. And then, you know, we went to work on it like we no different than we do any other week. Um, but it was our turn to have one of those days and, uh, you know, just had a really clean weekend and, and uh, were, was able to get KB that 200th win. Your driver has been very outspoken in 2019 about his dislike of the aero package. We put him down for a no as soon as we went to Atlanta <laughs> and all the races after that. Knowing that and that frustrated him and agitated him, you try to give him the best car you could for him to overcome whatever it was that he didn't like. What was different about what he drove this year versus what he drove in 2018, and how much did that complicate your job? Oh, the, I mean, the rules package was night and day different. I mean, night and day. We had double the amount of downforce and half the amount of horsepower. So the amount of work that you're asking the tires to do is much, much less. Uh, but it ends up being the same because they drive the car that much harder, right? And they don't have to lift going into the corner on every single lap. And if they do lift, they're not lifting all the way out of the throttle, where before they would lift all the way early, free roll. It, it's just a whole different way of driving a car, a whole different way of setting up a car. Um, and it, it's not, it wasn't a small rules change. You know, double the downforce and half the horsepower are, are big things. You know, normally when they tweak, tweak numbers, they're tweaking 64th or uh, 32nd on a restrictor plate size. Um, that's, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 horsepower. You know, I'm talking speedways when we had restrictor plates. Right. And on downforce, you know, they could be changing the spoiler by an inch or a quarter of an inch. You know, they went from a spoiler that was this tall. This, that's great hand motion for radio, right? That's right. Yeah. He held his hand up about <laughs> yeah. a foot, yeah. maybe a foot and a half. Yeah. They went from, like, two and three quarters of an inch to nine inches, you know. <laughs> and not to mention the, uh, the splitter size was ten times the surface area. And the... Uh, under radiator pan, just wildly different rules package. And, and, and that pushes it back to the teams to, to develop and, and to understand it to get the most out of it. You know, the, the cars that we raced at the beginning of the year with this rules package, and this is true for every team, um, are different than the cars that we raced at the end of the year, even with the same rules, because we get smarter, we learn more, we develop more, and, uh, you know, you bring a better piece to the racetrack. We've got more with Adam Stevens coming up and later, Kyle Busch. I'm Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore Construction Management Platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com. MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary racers. Daryl, simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's him. Classic Races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider. He did, he did touch. No, he knocked the hell out of me. More with Adam Stevens coming up. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Time now for the Whelan Pit Crew Member of the Week. Ernie Pierce is the jackman for the number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota, driven by Eric Jones. Pierce got the job after taking a tour of the race shop. I showed up, and uh, at the end of the tour, I was just like, all right, 
and I showed up every single day exactly. at 8 a.m. And at the time, you I didn't have a pass to open, so I would wait for someone to walk in and just assume the sale. So I would walk in right behind them, head right to the pit area. I worked for free for about the first month and a half. Just got in where I could fit in, ran tires, clean tires, clean studs, did all of the small things, and, and uh, eventually... At the time, Jason Tate, who was the jackman on the 20 car, uh, when Kenseth was driving it, uh, just took me under his wing. And that was probably the biggest leap forward that I took. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Earlier this month, NASCAR Live was at Champions Week in Nashville, Tennessee. Champion crew chief Adam Stevens joined us up on stage at the Redneck Riviera. I asked him if he ever dreamed of being a two-time NASCAR Cup Series championship winning crew chief. Oh, my goodness, no. Um, I remember years ago uh, in 2015 when I gave my speech, uh, I said all I ever wanted to do when I grew up was to be a race car driver like my dad. And, and that's true. That, that's all I wanted to do. And, and he just drove dirt cars, dirt late models on, on the – Short tracks of the Midwest, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, West Virginia, that area. And uh, that's all I wanted to do. I thought that was the coolest thing. And, and I had my opportunity to do that. And I thought I was pretty good. Uh, and I really wasn't very good. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to find a new avenue. But <clears throat> I went to school and, and got a mechanical engineering degree and pursued racing from that other angle. And was fortunate to make friends, even dirt racing, that made it to the cup level as uh, crewmen, as uh, uh, pit crew, as mechanics, and use those connections. So I had a couch to sleep on to come down and beat on doors and find a job. Um, and I, I drove down here, I think, seven or eight times my senior year um, looking for work. Uh, and that was in the boom of hiring engineers. There wasn't, wasn't a lot of engineers and, and got a job at Petty Enterprises. And, w- and when I got that job, it was designing parts in the shop and, you know, eventually worked my way up. But I, when I took that job, it was in lieu of taking uh, real-world jobs, real-world jobs at, at auto manufacturers and aircraft engine manufacturers and stuff. I had was pursued by some other companies, um, and my family had a booming construction business. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to pursue racing. Uh, and they supported me through that whole transition. And uh, But when I started, I didn't even know what a crew chief did, to be honest with you. I, ne- I never saw with or touched an asphalt car until my first day on the job at Petty Enterprises. Wow. Yeah, it was all dirt racing for me. And uh, it's amazing. You know, I came in at the right time. It would be hard to do that now because everything is so specialized. Back then, when I started at Petty Enterprises, there were only uh, two or three other engineers in the whole company. Um, in my first day on the job, how much time we have here? Keep on going. <laughs> we got all the time you yeah. want. My first day on the job, they were firing people. So they just brought me in and hired me and sat me in an office with one desk with another guy. And I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. Um, but at the end of the day, that guy got fired. <laughs> and, but they, they went through the shop, and, and they're like, everybody knew it was coming. I think they were uh, dropping a team at, at Petty's at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, that's an odd time to be hiring a new guy out of school. Um, but they hired me and to, to draw parts and do design work at the time. And uh, went through the shop and cleaned out 60 or 70 people. Um, it was just very strange. Like, uh, I'm the new guy. Oh, hey, I just met you. Sorry. Need help with that? You know, it was very strange. Help you load that car up. Yeah, exactly. Very strange. Very strange. Well, how did you get the job at Gibbs? What led you to Joe Gibbs Racing? 
So I was at Petty Enterprises in 2002, fresh out of school in June, um, and uh, worked there for almost three years, met some people, made, made some good friends, connections, um, and uh, you know, I think I just made an impression, impression on people um, and enjoyed my time there, enjoyed working there, had no intention to leave there. And a couple of the people that left there, just through the turnover, um, ended up at Gibbs. And Gibbs was expanding from two cup teams to three cup teams. That when they added the um, eleven with uh, Jason Leffler. Jason Leffler, yes. Mm-hmm. And they Dave Rogers was the race engineer on the twenty with Zippy and Tony, and he moved up to crew chief it. And they're like, well, we need a race engineer. So the, some of the people I met were like, well, we know this guy at Petty's. Let's give him a call. So they gave me a call, and I'm like, that sounds awesome. But I I like working here. I'm I'm just going to stay. I'm not even going to entertain it. They're like, okay. And then about a week later, they're like, no, we really, really want to come talk to you. You know, let's meet somewhere. Let's talk. And Level Cross, North Carolina, is like 70 miles from, from the Huntersville area. Right. So I'm like, no, thanks. Uh, you know, these people have been too good to me. I, I have no intention of leaving. So they, you turned them down twice? I turned them down three times. Wow. And the third time, they're like, look, dude, you need to come here and at least talk to us. And I'm like, okay, I'll come down and talk to you. And I, I went down and, and talked to them and... I remember very vividly coming in, and J.D. Gibbs was the, one of the very first people to come in and shake my hand. Hey, thanks for coming to talk to us today. We really need you. And uh, walked me through all the shop, and every department manager stood up and shook my hand and knew my name before I got there and said, hey, Adam, you know, we really like for you to come work for us today. Um, you know, what have we got to do to make it happen? And it was all very surreal. Like, I can't believe that they went through this whole shebang to impress upon me that they needed me that much. After you told them no twice. Yes. Three times. Over a a month. Right. Over a month, yeah. Um, And eventually I was like, my goodness, you know. And once I saw what they had versus what we had for resources and for, um, you know, how I thought the racing was, because the only shop that I ever worked in was Petty's, um, it was just wildly different, you know. And everybody was ingrained they had much more resources much more people it was it was interesting you know and i'm like man this is probably the right thing to do um you know if i say no what's my next opportunity going to be you know what i mean and i remember going back to petty's and telling my uh engineering manager at the time and sitting down with the uh, hr person and with kyle petty himself and i'm like i i don't know how i can say no you know what i mean i don't know where the growth is for me for people above me to teach me things because there's really nobody else here except for me and two or three other engineers. So how am I going to get better? How am I going to learn? Um, and if, if that was here, you know, I would not entertain leaving because I love working here. I love you guys, you know. Um, and But once I saw what else was out there, you know, I'm like, ah, I can't say no, you know. Um, and I cried in their office. I cried. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't want to leave, but I don't know how I can say no. And look what it's led to. You <laughs> had worked out okay. And here we are <laughs> celebrating a championship yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. We, we congratulate you, the team. We congratulate Kyle. I know that it's been a difficult year, but a very successful year. By the way, how's work on Daytona coming along? <laughs> I'm, I, I hope good. I don't know. I, <laughs> I have no idea. I've been in the office for a sum total of about six hours since, uh, since uh, Homestead. Yeah, so it, it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind of, of celebrating, which is good, but uh, it's going to be back, slapping the face back to reality here soon. 
That's Adam Stevens, your 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship winning crew chief. Coming up, we'll revisit our time with championship driver Kyle Busch. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano took the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. We're the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. The battle for the 2019 championship will be filled with twists and turns. we, we got to kind of calm down for these speedway races because you can use the bumper, but you end up taking 10 other people with you. Each weekday, NASCAR Today brings you the top stories in the sport. That's a totally different experience for me and Cup. In the garage, at the track, or behind the scenes, NASCAR Today keeps you up to speed every weekday. Go for it. What do we got to lose? I don't know. I mean, you might as well try it, right? We will hear from Kyle Busch next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to our Champions of 2019 show here on NASCAR Live. As we celebrated the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Champions Week at Redneck Riviera in Nashville, the star of the show, Kyle Busch, stopped by to talk about the experience. Uh, It's been pretty good. You know, certainly been uh, a lot of fun, enjoying the moment and uh, trying to take it all in and slow it down a little bit. Uh, but overall, you know, having Brexton there for our celebration uh, in Homestead this time, being a little bit older, was, was really, really cool, really special. Having him go for the ride around there at the end and uh, get a chance to have that, that moment with him is something I'll never forget. We've seen that happen with other drivers and their children. You have obviously had a chance to do it with Brexton. What's it like doing what you do being a dad and being able to have that father and son moment, a moment that hardly any other father and sons will be able to have. Yeah, no, it's super cool. Um, you know, he's, um, he's a big race fan. He, he likes the, the racing stuff. He's big into that and uh, likes paying attention to it, watching it. You know, we're getting with uh, – he's pretty good with numbers, so we're getting with numbers and things like that right now. And so he knows drivers' names and stuff. And, uh, you know, probably mostly because of the kids he plays with, you know. Oh, that's, that's Keelan's dad or uh, – <laughs> You know, that's um, Almirola's dad or whatever, you know. But overall, um, it's just cool to see his some of the stuff that we do through his eyes and um, kind of puts it all into perspective. 2019's in the books. Five wins in the Cup Series, four wins in the Xfinity Series, five truck wins, 14 altogether. Miami, obviously, the most important one. Yeah. Anyone stick out over the other 13 for you um the five and the five out of five in trucks was pretty cool that was uh that was really cool um you know the xfinity wins we only won four but man we should have won bristol and Watkins Glen also so that could have been six out of seven you know on that side one of them we we weren't very good we we lost fair and square and then uh yeah the cup side was um was really cool. I think back to California, being able to score that 200th NASCAR win um, in California was, was pretty special there to get that one knocked out uh, on the West Coast swing, being from the West Coast. Uh, so that was cool. I know there's a lot of Rowdy Nation fans and whatnot that, uh, that go to Phoenix, Vegas, California um, in, in that nation. And then, of course, um, obviously 
winning at Homestead. You know, people always say, well, what's your, what's your coolest win or your most favorable win or whatever? There, there's a ton of them, believe me. But, you know, 2015 Homestead win was a big one. And uh, now I can say, well, 2019 Homestead win was a big one as well, too, just with what it means to, to win in that event. Because you, I mean, essentially you have to win the race to be able to win the championship. It's happened every time because you have the guy who wins, wins, but then the guy right behind you finishing in second is also a championship contender. So it's not like you could have finished second if that guy was in front of you, you know. So, um, but then, you know, other times I always look back at uh, the Bristol sweeps, you know, running the triple and being able to get those was, was pretty awesome because can't do that anymore, really. What's it like, that 10-race minefield that you have to walk through, that nine-race minefield to get to that 10th race to have a shot to win that championship? How's this playoff format yeah. for you, and what's it like mentally and physically and the demands that go along with that, trying to navigate all that? Uh, it's tough. It, it's really tough. You know, mentally, it's, it's very tough. Physically, not that bad. Um, I take that back. Um, where were we? wasn't can't dover it was dover and i got out of the car and i was i was whooped after the dover race and uh, i was like damn it's that point in the season again where you get out of these you get out of these cars and you're wore out and you're tired and you're like man we still got eight more weeks left to go like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it but then you get through a couple more races and you're like oh okay that was just dover i'm, I'm okay now you know everything's all right phoenix was a good race for us no big deal there and then homestead honestly was i didn't even feel like i broke a sweat that day you know so uh, it was pretty awesome to have uh, the car that we had and, and the success that we had there that weekend at Homestead to be able to go race and, and contend and, and win uh, the championship. But, um, you know, the, the mental aspect of it is just the fact of you go through the first round, you got 16 guys. Eh. I'm not saying this being conceded, but it'll sound that way, is being in the 16, it's like, eh, no big deal. Shouldn't be that big a deal to be the round of 12, Right. And then you go through the round of 12, and it's like, eh, whatever. shouldn't be that big a deal to be the round of eight. And then once you get to that round of eight, those are eight pretty good, really good guys, teams, drivers, crews, pit crews, everybody, crew chiefs, that uh, any one of them can make it to the final four, just depending on how they hit it. So that's the most difficult round. That's the most challenging round mentally um, that you have, just, you know, Going into that round, knowing that you all start over with whatever points and stuff that you have. Thankfully, we had a really good regular season. Um, but we didn't win that round. We were the only one through on points to get through that final race uh, at Homestead. One of the ironic things that I found in 2019, it, the June race at Michigan, I walked up to one of your fellow drivers who was a championship driver, and I said, uh, how you looking? Things good? Yeah, things are good. I'm like, so you... You're good to go for the playoffs? Yeah, but we got a lot of work to do. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? The 18 stockpiling playoff points. He's already got himself to Homestead. We got work to do. I looked at the playoff tally, the playoff point tally, and you had about 30, 35 points, I believe, on everybody else. Is it a deliberate attempt to stop? They come along with winning. Don't get me wrong. But is that a deliberate attempt over the course of the season to get as many of those as you can as early as you can? It is and it isn't. Um, obviously, yes, it is. But – when you look at how the races play out sometimes, like I think back to Spring Phoenix this year, there was a caution with three laps to go before the first stage was over. We were leading. Well, guess what? you got to come in and pit and put tires on in order to get yourself ready for the next stage. So you throw away that stage point in being able to get that. Like it would be nice to be able to just collect that one and then pit, you know, but then you're going to pit and you're going to be 18th 
and you're never going to be able to come back up through the field and be able to get back to the front with the way this package is with how hard it is to pass at those shorter, flatter racetracks like that. So, um, you know, just to be able to win the race to get the five that we wanted, which we did win the Phoenix Spring Race, we got those five, but we missed out on both stages actually in that race. We were leading coming up to the second stage, and there was a caution with 12 to go. Restarted fifth, came to finish third in that stage. So um, I remember this because I watched film. The memory of a race car driver. I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, yeah. how in the world do you remember yeah. what happens at the end of stage one at Phoenix in March? Trust me, I know. So it's, it's just instances like that. That's the best one that I can remember because Phoenix was the second to last race, so I had notes in my head. So my crew chief's here listening, and he knows. He's like, oh, the kid actually does do his homework. Okay, that's good to know. Check mark for the driver, right? For the crew chief's mind. Yeah. Um, so when you get all the playoff points and, and you get to that point to where you get in, you've already walked us through the nine races getting to Homestead. What's it like getting up the morning of a race that you're running for a championship? Does it feel different? Does it seem different? Do you do different things? Do you wave off things so you can focus? What do you need to focus for a race? Yeah, um, so I've got great partners um, with M&M's, Interstate Batteries, Toyota most notably. And uh, each and every year when we're eligible, which has been five in a row, thankfully, um, that when we get to Homestead, we do all of our hospitality run, and I get all the photos and everything done ahead of time. So when it's time to get to the car, I got nothing to do. You know, I, I don't want to have to worry about how many photos I got to do, how many groups they have coming in and out. Plus, at Homestead, there is absolutely no room with everybody that's on pit road and everything else that's going on to be able to shift these people around and get all that done. It's just a nightmare. So, um the way it all works is that that's how I work, and thankfully they, they let me do that um, so I can make sure that when I get to the car, I'm, I'm focused and ready and being able to uh, go out there and do a good job. We've got more with our visit with Kyle Bush coming up. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, Game Changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well, well said. Get right to the point with HomeQuote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. More Kyle Busch coming at you next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks again for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live from all of us here at the Motor Racing Network. We hope you're having a safe and wonderful holiday season. On this week's show, we've looked back at our exclusive interviews with the NASCAR champions of 2019. Kyle Busch joined us earlier in the month at Nashville. I asked him about the aero package this year. It's no secret that he's not a fan of it, but he won the title with it. What was the key? Sometimes it just comes down to circumstances and, um, and what happens in and throughout a race. Uh, you know, we had a lot of issues earlier this year where we were fast. We were really good. We were competitive. We could have, should have, would have won due to different things that were kind of going on in those events. But when it all comes down, down to it at the end of the day, it's, 
it's track position and uh, being able to maintain that, having a fast enough race car to, to be up front when you have the lead, to be able to hold the lead. And, um, you know, we were able to do that at Homestead. It was, we were right there with them uh, a bunch of races throughout the playoffs. Eh, not a bunch of them, a few of them. Um, Phoenix, we were right there with them. Um, Kansas, we were right there with them. Texas, we we were third. We were going to finish third at Texas, but then I made a mistake with our fuel stuff, and we ran out of gas. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we we definitely were contenders each and every time we were out there on the racetrack. NASCAR has expressed its openness and willingness to take a look at perhaps maybe trying to make the short track package better. Yeah. Is that music to your ears? <clears throat> and have you reached out to them and offered a suggestion? Um, yeah, so this could go either way. Uh, so there's a hold on development in case you guys don't remember, right? I think Joe Gibbs Racing won all but one short track race this year. So I could say, nah, leave it away, leave it alone. It's good, perfect the way it is, right? Joe Gibbs Racing, we're fine, we got it. Um, but then I can also be the competitor that's in me and be like, man, it could be a little bit easier to pass at some of these short tracks. We can go back to 2018 stuff, and it could be a hell of a lot better show. And then when you look at 2018 stats, I think I won three or four of the six or seven short track races. So it's like, and uh, there's, there's another problem they have on their hands. So either way you look at it, it's going to favor us. Um, so, hell, pick which one you want, half dozen or the other. Seems like Toyota's come to life here in the last couple of years to the point that it's like you against the garage. You could say Joe Gibbs Racing against the garage. How much time has it taken to get to this point to where you guys, every time you pull onto the racetrack, it seems like a Toyota or, a, in this case, Joe Gibbs Racing car is the car to be? Yes, but let's not forget the early years. Let's not forget the 2008s, 9s, 10s, 11s when we were contending, we were fast. We had speedway motors that were... 20 horsepower better than the rest of those guys, and we were kicking their butts and all this sort of stuff, whatever. But then there was a ton of failures as well, too. You know, we, so we had our fair share of, uh, of spouts, uh, if you will, um, myself with the Toyota guys and whatever and the people that were working there and stuff like that. That They thought they knew everything, and I told them they knew nothing. And then all of a sudden, uh, we get it all put together, and, and they listen to me, and I listen to them, and, and things start to head in the right direction, and now we have the success that we have. And that's not to be discounting anything from Denny Hamlin or Martin Truex Jr. or Eric Jones or Carl Edwards or Matt Kenseth or any of these fantastic drivers that we've had drive for us over the last few years. I think it takes a group and it takes all of us and a cohesive unit the way that we've been able to put it all together the last few years. That's why we're reaping the benefits of all the hard work from the sacrifice of the years early. We've got more with Kyle Busch next. ProShine Car Wash in Mooresville, North Carolina is a locally owned and operated full-service car wash and detail center. We offer 695 exterior washes all the way to complete detailing. ProShine is located at 120 Brawley School Road in Mooresville, and we're open seven days a week for your convenience. For store hours, special offers, and more, visit our website at ProShineofNC.com. Our customers know who's the best in town. ProShine Car Wash. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering many of the best-known trucks on the road. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies in components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. 
This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. It's the champions of 2019 show here on NASCAR Live. This hour, we've heard from the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion, Matt Crafton, the NASCAR Xfinity Series champion, Tyler Reddick, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship winning crew chief, Adam Stevens, and championship winning driver, Kyle Busch. When Kyle joined us during Champions Week, I asked him to brag a little bit about his race team. I just, uh, I just wrote my speech uh, these last couple of days, and you're gonna, I don't want to use up all my material. That's fair. But uh, I will say that um, they're, they're a pretty awesome group, and I have a lot of fun with my guys. Um, Adam and I, you know, we have a, a strong relationship with one another. We're very frank and to the point with one another and how we do things and, and what we say. And I think that's what, uh, that's what makes both of us successful. And there's even times sometimes in the holler in his office or whatever, and it's kind of like, is he mad at me? Like, I don't really know, but, uh, we get over it pretty easy and, and, you know, we just are able to, to focus on what we know to work on and that's to make each other better and that's to make sure that our race team is the best that our race team can possibly be and uh, my guys I mean I have uh, Nate who's been the longest guy that I've actually had with me is my car chief um, he's been with me since the the Dave Rogers days and so you know Adam inherited him but then Adam's also brought in a bunch of his own guys a couple of them from the Xfinity deal I one of my guys that used to work for my team for a couple of years Brandon came from Cobb Motorsports He's now on Denny's car. Um, and then another one of our guys worked with Greg Biffle, who Greg's a good friend of mine. Now he's on my team, you know. So there's, there's been some um, – it's interesting. It's, it's all about the circle, right? This world's a small world and how it all kind of comes together. And when you have the right group of guys together, uh, it makes you feel good and knows that you can go to the racetrack and you can trust all those individuals. And let me not forget my, uh, my PR guy, who I've been with <laughs> since I joined Joe Gibbs Racing. So he uh, – Bill Janitz is yeah, in the house, everybody. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a part of the team, too, even though he's only part-time. He's a part of the team. He, uh, oh, part-time Janitz back there. Yeah, part, part-time champion. Uh, some, but some weeks are more full-time than others. That's true. Overtime. Overtime. Yeah, o- overtime on the part-time. <laughs> so, uh, no, he, he does a fantastic job. It's fun. And, um, you know, he's, he's – thank you, man. Appreciate that. He's lived with me for, for, uh, since I was with Joe Gibbs Racing. I know that um, when you look back on 2019, you're going to celebrate successes. Uh, you're going to celebrate race wins. You're going to celebrate race championships. We asked you about races that, that stood out to you. Any other things stick out to you from 2019 in any series that you've been a part of that when you think and you reflect back, you're like, you know what, that was pretty awesome. That was, that was pretty special. Um. No, there's there's some stuff I missed out on. Um, I was supposed to run like three or four late model races this year, and three of them got rained out. So I only ran one, you know. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, you in the snowball derby coming up? I'm not going to the snowball. Oh, no, man. no. Um, people all are. I was there testing, yes, and I was helping out our team. Um, and then I want. I said, you know what? Forget it. I want to go race. You know, some guys have their golf buddies they go golf with, right? I got my race buddies that I go race with. So we went to uh, uh, Kenley, Southern National Motorsports Park this weekend, and we were going to run, and uh, we were good in practice, had a good car, everything. And it was – so it's funny because they, they took our two best cars. We have three. They took our two best cars, and those are the derby cars, right? Number one, number two, you have to have a backup. And then the third best car, which is actually like our worst car, the guys in the shop don't like it. 
they were like, well, we don't have a car to go to Kenley with. And I'm like, yeah, we do. We have 17. And they go, yeah, we, eh, we don't like that one. It's, it's junk. I go, it's not junk. Put it in the trailer. We're going. And so we went down there, and we were good in practice. You know, we were fast. And so we were going to race that thing. And, and uh, afterwards, you know, when we got done with practice and everything, a couple of the guys were like, well, I guess it's not so bad. And I'm like, yeah, it's all about the nut behind the wheel. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you just got to work on it a little bit. And, and that's one of the things I've always admired about you is, like, I'm sure that Adam prefers the driver's stay from underneath the car, but I remember trying to find you one day, and you're up underneath the car, and I know you like getting some grease under the fingernails. Do you do that as much as you would like to? Yeah, the late models, yeah, I do it all the time, you know, but um, when I go to the, the cup stuff, you know, Adam and I, the, the debrief time and the communication time between he and I is way more important than me trying to work on a race car because I know those guys are a hell of a lot better at it than I am. It's been a long time since, since I've had to do so much work on a car, but I could probably still do it. Uh, you know, people always ask all the time, they're like, well, if you weren't racing, what would you be doing? I was like, probably still something within this racing realm, you know, whether it be working on them or an engineer or a crew chief or something. Adam's rolling his eyes right now, but, uh, you know, just, it's just a part of it. That's just me, man. It's, um, it's family, it's racing and, uh, not much else. And you're the king of the hill in 2019. That's right. And we salute you and congratulate you as being Thank Monster you. Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. All the best. Enjoy this brief moment of downtime, <laughs> and we'll see you in Daytona. That's right. Sounds good. That, my friends, is your Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion for 2019, Kyle Busch. That's all the time we have for for this week's show. Next week, as we celebrate the New Year's holiday, we'll look back at the best moments on NASCAR Live. I'm Mike Bagley, and for the rest of the MRN crew, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have a Merry Christmas, and until we speak again, have a safe and joyous holiday season. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires, right on our string. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.